Welcome to Hair of the Werewolf. I'm your host, Chase, and I'm here with my other co-host, Lily. Hey, guys. We are a paranormal and supernatural podcast where we sit around telling scary stories and having a few drinks in a pub-like atmosphere. I think we're... This is episode seven, right? Episode seven. Episode seven. So we're not quite ready for the Christmas horror stories, but those are coming. Don't worry. Keep tuning in. We're going to get there. The next one will definitely be Christmas. Excellent. Excellent. I mean, there's nothing like getting the Christmas spirit like horror. So we're (laughs) we're getting ready for that. But today, uh, Lily's got a scary story for me to try to creep me out and... I've got a story to hit her back with, and, spoiler, it's not about UFOs today. So if you're looking forward to that, don't be sad. The UFOs are coming back. This is just a special detour at the moment. So what are you drinking today, Lily? I am having wine. I'm having, I think it's a cab. Sauvignon? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So fancy, this two-buck chuck. They couldn't even change the name to three-buck chuck, even though it is now, because... It's like it's like champagne. Well, you have to call it champagne if it's from the Champagne region. I think this is this is the chuck. <laughs> I think this is the uh, two buck chuck because they say the price might have changed, but our two buck chuck flavor hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> the quality's the same. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's actually good. We're a huge Trader Joe's. Yeah. Fans. Um, um, I am drinking a Kolsch from Prost, one of the best breweries out of Denver. Love these guys. We picked up cans a so little, little while back, uh, and I was saving them for a good occasion, and this is a great one. Yes, because it is episode seven. Episode seven, like most important Woo! episode before eight and after six. I mean, it it really is the most important number There's no other of good one. that uh, space. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> episode 7.5 Cheers. can suck it. S- suck it, episode five. That was a bigger gulp of wine than I anticipated. Okay. Well, I'm excited. As long as it doesn't have dogs jumping off bridges, I'm probably sold. It does not have any animals whatsoever. Perfect. That's the way yes. it should be because we love animals and let's let's deal with the horror of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just deal with ourselves here. We suck. Do it. <laughs> um, yeah, this one has a very folklore kind of quality. Perfect. Okay, so my story for today is called The Boo Hag. The boo hag? The boo hag. Like mm. B-O-O hag. Sounds kind of sexy. Is that? <laughs> it's definitely you know, you not sexy. Kind of like a homeless cat lady sort of way. I'm Whoa, like, what the? I don't even want to know your fetishes anymore. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, so anyway, the one I'm going to be talking about, the boo hag, is actually African folklore. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the interpretation of the boo hag, it's actually stems... What? <laughs> you can't get over the name, can you? <laughs> the boo hag. Oh, man, that just... You know, it almost actually sounds like some crazy dance on the floor. <laughs> like, do the Dougie and then the boo hag. And I'm just imagining it's it's like something to do with boobs, like bouncing <laughs> to a rhythm. Boob hag. It's the boob. Yeah, but that B, you know, by the time you hear boo, <laughs> my brain already finishes it as boob. You don't have to have the B at the end. You know, when I picked this out, I really wasn't having in mind what the 12 year old boy brain was going to interpret when i had this well now now you know i lesson learned learned. i i should have known better so tell me about the booby hag okay well (laughs) the boob hag is actually so as we all know just the term itself hag is derived from many parts but obviously old english which is a word i can't say Hagat <laughs> Give it a shot. College try. College try. Hagatess or Hagtessie? T- 
Tessie? You gotta wonder if that was in Beowulf, because that was in Old English, too. That is probably where... Yes, I agree. I, I think <laughs> <laughs> if it was ever in anything, it'd probably be in that. Uh, yeah, it's got one of those... Uh, like, there's, like... It's where the A and the E are combined. Oh, yeah. Well... The, uh, Are you actually looking it up right now? I don't want to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, even though I obviously don't. Um, it's it is supposed to just be the A sound, as in like cat. A- oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and I love that in the description they use the word diphthong. Love that word. Don't look diphthong. This is apparently one of them. So a diphthong is a double sound. Oh. <sighs> Does it have a TH? Let me see. Okay, so in Spanish, it's it doesn't have the H. Oh, is it diptong? Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's uh actually it's diptongo. Oh, nice. And so, but like, it when sounds I, so exotic. Oh well. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. So here we go. Where were we? <laughs> Oh, the definition of the hag. We Sweet. aren't even in the story yet. I needed yet. to know, because I remember when you told me about the I poo hag, even... my first thought was, what's a hag? I didn't even get to the definition yet. <laughs> We're still stuck on the word, damn it. You need to know about the hag. Okay, here's the hag. The hag is typically known as an evil-looking woman, described as being a witch, evil spirit, or even a demon. There are many interpretations of the boo hag that stem from different regions in Africa as it is. However, this story that I will be telling where the boo hag that I'm talking about will be from South Carolina, from the Gullah culture. So not not the African stuff. So it's hard to say because it's not like saying it's not African because it totally is. And the reason for that is, unfortunately for that reason, is because of the slave trade. Oh, gotcha. Okay, this this makes a lot more sense. I don't know why my mind didn't go there. Okay. Yeah. So the Gullah culture was actually a combination of multiple cultures that are from the western region of Africa. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Like Ghana, Nigeria, Sierra Leone. I'm trying to think of other ones. But anyway, uh, the that melded together in the United States. And I say melded as in forced. Yeah, they were right? forced together. I mean, they, it's, the stories have to just meld and become, yeah. Uh, people adapt. Make, and, make friends with your friends, like. I mean, these people were forced together. The best <laughs> it's your common man, yeah. you know. It's it's no. something that you have to, in this particular instance, which is very interesting because it's one of the reasons why the African culture heritage has lasted for hundreds of years. They were able to preserve that culture, keep it going with each other despite their differences. You know where they may have came from. Absolutely. But luckily for us, they also brought in. Some paranormal, scary stories. So I'm totally just picturing, like, they're like, you know, when, when you talk about combining cuisines or you talk about combining, <laughs> like, cool celebratory things like awesome dances or songs or anything, but then all of a sudden they're like, with our horror stories combined, combined <laughs> we create mega, mega horror story. <laughs> Love how we went there. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes. Sweet. We have mega mega story we have the boo hag now <laughs> the mega boo hag the mega not, not just not just the pathetic small little boo hag known in small cultures this is the combined right this isn't your regular hag people this is the boo hag <laughs> get ready uh so yes okay so let's talk about the boo hag herself um it's important to note that the gola culture believes that people have both a soul and a spirit 
They're separate. They're separate. All right. Now, the soul, when you die, the soul leaves your body and goes to the heavens or wherever it is it needs to go. And then the spirit will always stay behind. And the and if, let's say, you're a good... So it's like a permanent trace. A permanent what? Trace. like Trace, sort of. So, like, if you were a good person, you would be a good spirit. And you would always be there to guide and help and protect your family. Kind of like a guardian angel, I guess. Sure. And, however, if so you were... It's like the Mufasa in the sky. Mufasa, you can be Mufasa in the sky, yes. Sweet. Um, the... <laughs> Sorry, I just realized how stupid that was. <laughs> I don't know. I was focused. Um, so if you were a bad person, you could turn in to a boo hag. Oh, so it's like a, it's like a, like boo hag's not a specific person. A boo hag's kind of like. An evil spirit. But it's like a role. It's kind of like something that either you may have chosen. There's different reasons why one could become a boo hag. And when I say person, they basically mean woman. So it doesn't seem like a man can become a boo hag. Only a woman who is apparently can become hideous. Wait, you mean (laughs) tell me a horror story that's hundreds of years old is gendered? It's very gendered. It's gender biased. And only a a woman can become this boo hag nastiness that I'm about to tell you. Okay. So anyway, uh, her description is that she emits a sulfur-like smell. Oh, bad smells. That's a that's a good one. It's a very demonic kind of mentality, uh, and it <laughs> and it emits localized humid atmosphere. Humid, like wet. Humid, yeah. So like, you know how some ghosts they say, <laughs> oh, if there's a ghost, there's like a cold spot. All these things. <laughs> I'm just. Just imagine, like, someone just, like, walking back into their village, like, man, I'm feeling all sweaty and stanky. Let's <laughs> got a case in the boo hag. Stupid boo hag. <laughs> Away, beast. <laughs> okay, so that's just one, um, I guess, hint if she's so in the area. But here's the thing. They're in South Carolina, so you're just, like... It's already wet there. I'm like, am I the boo hag? <laughs> Because I would definitely become one, apparently. So anyway, the spirit, uh, or rather boo hag, can actually have different states of appearances. So the first one, during the day, she has her own form. Some believe that she has this kind of hag quality that we all kind of think about. Like she'll be like this disgusting kind of sure old nasty woman i don't know and then other people believe that she can manifest into a very beautiful woman Mm. so that way right so she can lure people and kind of manipulate them that way but is she still humid she could probably (laughs) you know i don't really know (laughs) um it's one dank ass boo hag nasty and then there's her other form which is the one that she has at night so as the night approaches, she takes off her skin. Oh, oh. And that's how she hunts. Ew. It's really gross. That's really gross. So her description is actually, you know, this blood red, spongy exterior uh. with pulsing and bulging blue veins all throughout her body. And she kind of crawls everywhere, you know, just real cute. 
And then the third, <laughs> your face. Wait, wait, wait. We can't, we can't, you can't just jump into the third. We need to focus on this for Well, a it will come up again. I'm just kind of giving you this premise of like, you know, when I tell you the encounters, you okay. have a better understanding of what this creature okay, looks like. Okay, so if they're dealing with, you know, fleshy boo hag, or if they're dealing with hot, foxy, wet boo hag, or, or just this, stanky, dank Or this other, or right. Or this one. So the other one is that she actually wears the skin of her victims, too. Oh, more skin. More skin. This is a very skin-heavy episode, I guess. Um, this is... <laughs> this episode brought to you by Chicharronis. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> Why you gotta be like that? <laughs> Take a bite, crunch. Mighty fine, Boohag. That's how you actually defeat a Boohag. Fry it, eat it. You ask a Mexican to cook it. Okay. Um. So the uh, yeah, so she wears the victim's skin, so she's able to manipulate it in some form, so she can wear it herself. And this allows her to more easily walk among the living, like, during the day. So this is more assuming that she isn't this beautiful creature, you know, during the day on her own skin. So she's actually the grosser, older version. Sure. She might want to steal someone's skin. Absolutely. However, this only lasts for one day Mm. because by the next night, it sheds off and she can't use it again. She can only use her own Again, but not someone else's. Okay, so now to the encounters. Now, the boo hag only appears at night to other people when it's hunting. Okay. She can sneak into your house through the smallest cracks. Mm, Are you sure she's not like a roach? Ew. Well, she's probably slightly grosser. (laughs) She's like a roach on Central. Can get through any (laughs) crack you have. Yep. Uh, sometimes the hag will remain out of your vision. Other times she may see, allow you to see a dark figure in the corner to kind of scare you a little bit. That's how she kind of feeds off of you. If you are unaware of her presence, then she will remain in your room for the entire night, feeding and stealing your energy, your breath, is how they describe so you, it. So, so she can still be taken from you even if you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes it a little creepier to me. Exactly. Because that totally... That means that all the people who are like, I've never seen the Boo Hag, I don't believe it. It's like, ah, but you still could be a victim. That's kind of cool. Right. kind of interesting. And then just before dawn, she will crawl out of your room and return to her own skin. Which, by the way, if she doesn't get back to her own skin or steal your skin, if she's not in some sort of skin before the sun comes out, she dies. Like, she'll be destroyed. Interesting. Yeah. So the worst is when the Boo Hag decides to make herself known. She'll sit on top of your body and then put her face right in front of yours and stare into your eyes, and she won't look away. A common phrase to use when going to sleep is, don't let the boo hag ride ya. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. If someone said that to me, I'm like, hold on, you can't just leave me with that phrase. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, all, we, all we have is little beg bugs that can bite you, but they have a whole like creature that's going to sit on you and stare yeah. into your face. <laughs> That's terrifying. Who's gonna sit on me? What? Um, so another one is this is where a lot of people believe sleep paralysis is is uh, actually just the boo hack. You're getting riding dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dirty, and you can't breathe. So that's if that's your thing. Um, sleep paralysis is the boo hag. That's yes. interesting. Yes, it is. 
This experience would obviously terrify anyone, so here we are, but the boo hag also kind of has this ability to paralyze you. Again, that whole sleep paralysis theory. And even further, can cause overwhelming and uh, confusion and just absolute dread. So, it makes it very difficult for you to escape. But if you somehow, for whatever reason, manage to release yourself from her spell and attempt to fight back, then the boo hag will steal your skin. So she doesn't always want to do it. Like, it doesn't seem like something that she does every time. But if you give her some grief or trouble, you will be skinned alive. <laughs> just saying. Just just because. Yeah, no. So now they're having survivors. Of the skinning? Of the... Oh, jeez. No, of the boohag. Just uh, okay. escaped. <laughs> that was horrifying to think about. Could you imagine? Holy. I, I actually rather not. But... Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to keep my brain from going that direction. <laughs> So people have escaped the boohag, not even become a victim. Just, just the riding. Just she, they, he escaped. He, I'm assuming it's always a he because <laughs> I don't like, know. It's like, hey babe, this has been nice, but I gotta go to work tomorrow. So <laughs> peace. Ooh, I gotta work tomorrow. You gotta get dressed. I got a meeting. You gotta put on your skin. <laughs> I got a meeting <laughs> that requires my skin. <laughs> oh lord. Um. So people again when they report touching the boo hag they say that you're overcome with dread and absolutely revolted because they say that her skin feels warm like raw meat and it's very difficult to fight back because it's so wet and spongy (laughs) (laughs) just rereading it again i'm like oh god okay there are ways to protect yourself though as mentioned you know the hag can crawl through a narrow crack or a window uh, it seems like it's basically almost impossible to keep her out. However, you can use these following tricks, I guess. The first one is people say that the boo hag despises the smell of gunpowder. This would have been more convenient. That's a weird one, isn't it? It is a little weird. I'm not really that sure. That has to be a really common one because if you said this uh, originated with those various cultures uh, from before the slave trade, I mean, guns wouldn't have been that super common in those regions. So that that, that theory has to be way more recent that has to have been something that formed in the united states it it, it absolutely did and again because of the Gullah culture i think all these kind of reasonings started surfacing because of that entire environment and that's great but nowadays who has gunpowder so not really an option these days i think i mean i i guess i can make some you can make some it's just a couple chemicals put together i remember uh a couple uh Fourth of July, not a couple. I mean, this would have been like 15 Fourth of Julys ago. or <laughs> The other day. Maybe even 20. I think I was a teenager at the time. We found my dad's old chemistry kit in the garage, and we pulled out the stuff and tested, tried to make some uh, homemade fireworks, which is essentially gunpowder and a few other stuff to make the, the fire kind of with a color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we made we made like a homemade firework that just burned in a little paper thing. It was, it was pretty fun. It wasn't that hard. So gunpowder. You can make some. If you think a boo hag's around, just go ahead and... <laughs> make, make you some of that. Get online, powder. find yourself a recipe. The other one is a broom. Like hitting it with a broom or like the <laughs> presence of a broom? Shoo. Uh, no, no, no. It's a broom. And that boo hags are apparently very compulsive creatures. And they have a weakness for counting. So if you have a broom out... And oh the, my god, are you serious? They're OCD? Yeah. And if oh, you I have the, the broom out, 
she will be compelled to literally like count every single straw and that would preoccupy her long enough for her to not have enough time to steal your energy does that make sense before the before the dawn yeah. So that the idea is that you kind of keep her busy, and it then triggered. she's like, "Oh no, it's time for me to get out of here." It's like a laser pointer with a cat. Basically, only. you're just kind of distracting her. You're not really solving the problem, but you are basically like preventing her from. So the boohag literally stops to count every strand yes. in the broom. Apparently, yes. Man, boohag's got problems. She has some issues for sure. It's if like it wasn't a- the skin, I mean, this is really this is a line here. <laughs> She's like Moss in the IT crowd who <laughs> stole the money just so he could count it. He had no interest in the money. Just one needed to count how much was there. Oh, my God. That was an amazing episode. Um, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, yeah. So, again, that's cool. And most people, I think, do have brooms. I mean, we have a broom. I mean, I don't know if it has as many bristles. But we also have a Swiffer because what if you only own a Swiffer? Then you're totally screwed. You just count one and then, and then she kills you. <laughs> well, and our broom, let's be honest... All the dust has formed on it. A lot of those bristles have melded into singular bristles. There, there's not much counting to do. I don't know. That's just one it's giant like bristle. Just hitting, it's just like hitting a stick on the ground. That's what <laughs> we're doing these days. Maybe the boohag will clean it for us. <laughs> and then she'll count it. The boohag literally has to stop to count. <laughs> it's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It is pretty silly. It's about as silly as vampires can't come in unless you invite them in. That one always stood out as being like, seriously oh yes okay so the other one is blue paint Mm. there is a specific shade of blue that is known as the boo hag blue or haint paint (laughs) haint paint blue um that you need to paint all around every single window door fireplace basically any anything that leads to the outside i gotta say when i looked up the color it was really fucking cute. Like oh, I really, it's, it's a you color. It's a me blue. I mean, I think it's a very popular color, so it's not, you know, oh my god, I just totally like my soul. It's just such a cute color, and I'm like, oh no, I have to paint everything this color. What am I gonna do? So now you like go to the car dealership, it's like I need a new car. Yeah, what color? Boohag blue. <laughs> you know, I'm me. actually going to mm-hmm. refer that now just boohag blue because it is such an amazing color. Um, and a funny name. Anyway, so the other defense is salt. Since her physical form... That's a common one we hear. It is. It's a very common one. Uh, her physical form has no skin and when she hunts, so then adding salt could cause her great discomfort and make mm. her run away. Some believe that she may even start to boil and begin to deteriorate. Oh, like a, like a snail? Oh my god, yeah, like a snail. I didn't think of it that way. Ew. Ew, and she is slimy too, so that's nasty. It's also theorized that when she returns her own skin, that it makes it almost impossible for her to put it on. After the salt, you mean? Yeah. After the salt, okay. it has been applied. And so she can die. And so she can die completely. So this is actually the ultimate defense, mm. in my opinion. Because it's kind of like fighting back too. Uh, the other one is that if you ever happen to be hunting a boohag, I'm trying to think of a situation where this would occur, but if you ever find her skin, <laughs> pour some salt on that skin, and then she will definitely not be able to put it back on, mm. and she'll die. Now, just make sure that you're not around, because then she'll just take your skin. She always has an out, doesn't she? She always has an out. See, this crazy bitch. Okay. 
Uh, la la la. So despite these tips, over time the boo hag has kind of wised up to it. And she's found ways to kind of bypass them. Uh, with one of them, for example, like the counting, she can cast a spell and make her count, make herself count really quickly. Okay. Another one is that the boo hag now has kind of a natural aversion to salt. She can sense it. So if you're someone there with a vial of salt and you're like, away. It's hard to sneak up on her. when you It's go. hard to sneak up. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. So it's, you kind of have to be more tactful or whatever. If you ever got a sneak attack it. salting coming, you kind of do sneak attack. Mm. Sneak attack. A sneak snot. <laughs> wow, we just discovered a new tongue. Tons sneak salting. That sneak, was hard to say. Sneak salt. A sneak salt. A sneak, a sneak assault. A sneak salt assault. <laughs> a sneak salt assault. Nope, I can't do it. <laughs> um. So that, my friend, is the story. It's actually a short one, but I thought it was really fun. Oh man. I'm going to have to start telling everyone about the boo-boo-ka-choo. The boo-boo-ka-choo. The boo-hag. The boo-hag. Yeah. So we've learned, I learned about the skin-swapping, salt-hating, apparently only evil woman spirit, the boo-hag. The boo-hag. And that's just one iteration. So so if this uh, did it when you were reading about that culture and they talk about the boo-hag, which is obviously what um, it sounds like bad women some bad woman could become a boo hag. Mm-hmm. Did they talk about what could happen to the bad guys? Like, what would they become? No, I didn't really delve into that. It doesn't seem like there's as much information as far as, like, with this folklore or anything like that. Um, Typical. Blaming it all on the women. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, this one. I actually watched this PBS uh, storytelling thing of the boo hag, and it was this woman, and she was literally telling the story in front of a... Some kids that they look like they were maybe 10 or 11 years old or whatever. Anyway, so I'm like sitting there like a child and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's gonna talk about the boo hag. And I'm You're like, all I'm excited. <laughs> and I was really wondering how detailed or how grotesque she was gonna get. She got pretty, I mean, she talked about how she takes off her skin and how her her uh, body is wet. And I'm like, but she never really said blood, but we all know what's going on here. Anyway, she did an amazing job. I actually highly recommend going to PBS website. They have like this uh, stories around the world, I think it's called. Um, They also do like La Llorona. And these are kind of for kids. But do you remember when you were a child and someone was just an amazing theatrical storyteller? That's what it felt like, like PBS style. I don't know. It was awesome. This is like the first PBS thing you've seen in a long time, too. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have. I think I have seen some things on YouTube, but specifically going to PBS and being like, no, I don't think so. I've seen some documentaries recently that I know aired on PBS, but well, maybe that, maybe we could post a link to this on our Twitter. Maybe we can try to get some followers over there, some child followers, and they're like, "What is this?" <laughs> I don't think we need children following. Our well, I, what I mean is like the PBS thing was kind oh, of yeah. more like kid like. It was very fun for me. Um, I don't know what that says about me, but it was uh, really it'll fun. Be, it'll be fun for all of us. I think it'll be fun for everyone. It kind of reminded me, it really brought me back. It was such like hardcore nostalgia of just the style of PBS and everything. I'm like, oh my God, I love this. So out of curiosity, would the Boo Hag Blue be anything close to the shirt that you're wearing right now? Oh, hey. No, this is a little darker. This is more... Boo Hag mm-hmm. Blue's darker or your shirt's darker? This is my shirt is darker. Oh, okay, so it's it's a pretty light blue. Would it be closer it's to a turquoise vibrant. blue, or is it a more of a sky blue? It's a little bit more sky, but it's got some vibrantness to it. I, you know, it's not pale. Well, some 
some versions are kind of pale, but they tend to be very vibrant. Interesting, but maybe not very pastel. Maybe cyan. You know, I'm really bad with like certain color names, so I'm okay. not sure. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to show me. I just need to know. Oh, I, I will, because I'll probably end up painting something in that color now. Because <laughs> now you're convinced of the <laughs> now buhag. that I now that I know. Well, it'll be like a table, so I guess the buhag can't touch out the table. But you know, maybe if we own a house someday, I'll paint the windows. So let this be a lesson, to all of you. If you're feeling wet and stinky. Take a shower, and if it's still there, it's probably the boo hag. You might as well shed that skin and go yeah. hunting. Have some fun. Get that dandruff off. <laughs> what is it? Oh, yeah. So, again, this is one version. I certainly don't want to offend anyone and be like, that's not the story I've heard, or something like that, because there is, like I said, the one in PBS is slightly different. Like, the boo hag herself, she gets married, and she like she is relatively normal person during the day. But then at night, she sneaks out and is the boo hag. And eventually, the whole village kind of gets sick, specifically the men. So she attacks men only. From what I was reading from this version of it, it's not just men, and it can be children as well. Interesting. Yeah. So it really depends. Um, which, which who's, who's telling the story? And now, the Gullah culture is more heavily in South Carolina from where it came from. But um, it's now spread to, like, Georgia and North Carolina and the surrounding regions and whatnot. So they actually have their kind of version of the boo hag as well. Man, I wonder if they have, like... So it's kind of like those areas that are famous for either the Mothman or, like, uh, Bigfoot. How they'll have, like, restaurants or areas where they'll have, like, Mothman oh, statues oh. or Bigfoot statues. There has to be uh, a boo hag statue somewhere like, oh, like a restaurant that's like boo hag barbecue something cool Ew, like that but like she's so gross <laughs> well you're not eating the boo hag she's yeah, but just she's making like you the boo hag skinless so and what? stinky yeah i don't know if boo hag barbecue is the right choice to go but who well, knows? if it doesn't exist we need to register that trademark oh nope <laughs> <laughs> boo hag barbecue boo hag barbecue y'all okay well again that's that that was my story all right well it was definitely one of the most colorful and wet of the stories you've told me so, <laughs> so far. So far. So speaking of wet, we need to refresh our drinks. Yes. So let's take a quick break, get some drinks, and then we'll come back because I got a story waiting for you. Woo! I'm excited. Let's do this. I've seen a few. While we are refreshing our drinks, it's a good time to tell you about this episode's sponsor. This week we are brought to you by Woody's Hoodies 505, a brand new independent clothing company right here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Founder George Woods has created designs that celebrate the most iconic landmarks and cultural icons of life in the 505, such as the historic Chemo Theater, the Tramway Bridges, Lowriders, and my personal favorite, the giant red arrow on Carlisle. They are currently available in t-shirts and hoodies for both men and women. Make sure to check out his designs at his web store, woodyshoodies505.com. That's W-O-O-D-Y-S-H-O-O-D-I-E-S-505.com. And follow his Instagram at woodyshoodies505. All right, guys, we are back, and I am here with more wine, fresh wine. And you are drinking still the pros. I'm still on the beer. Still on the beer. That's no, okay. No, no wine for me today. <laughs> awesome. So tell me a story. All right. So it's my turn, I guess. And now most of you who've been listening to us, this is when I jump in with my UFO stories, but not today. I'm going to shake it up a little bit today. Today, we're sticking straight to the earth. In fact, we're going into the some of the most remote areas on earth, tropical islands. 
Yay! And I don't mean like the huge areas like New Zealand or whatnot where there's a million people. I don't know if New Zealand's even tropical, but I mean like, <laughs> I mean like small remote islands. So get ready for tropical terror. <laughs> <laughs> I like terrible. this new flavor. Okay, let's terrible. do this. We should record that and then put it in those talk boxes for Halloween and sell them at Spirit for like $800 a piece. People will buy it. Oh, man. They there, buy all it the was, yours is too good. It has to be at least they 900 So today's story is the beachy ghosts of Ofu. And I'm going to just preface this right now. There's a lot of new words here that I wasn't familiar with, and I'm going to do my best to pronounce them. But even through long searches for how I'm supposed to pronounce a lot of these words... I couldn't even find anything. All the YouTube videos about these areas had no narration. They were all just like beautiful videos of beaches and stuff. Never people talking about how you pronounce it. So I'm going to do my best. All right. So this takes place in American Samoa, which is about, which comprises about five big islands and a couple atolls. Um, and if you guys don't know where American Samoa is, it's in the South Pacific area, which is essentially the middle of nowhere. Northeast of Australia and New Zealand. I mean, and it's far from all of those. I yeah. mean, if you look at your average map at the distance we normally do when we're reviewing like Europe and the US, you don't even see these islands because they're so small. Sure. They just disappear. So one section of islands of American Samoa is known as the Manua Islands, which is a cluster of smaller islands. Like I think there's four islands there. Mm. This particular story takes place on the island of Ofu. It's a very very small island. So let me get, explain the geography to you guys so you kind of can picture in your mind what we're looking at because I think that's pretty important. So there are two islands, the, the larger of these two, uh, that are right next to each other. They're Ofu and Olosega. They are only 137 meters apart. Wow. Which means they almost touch at the narrowest sections of both islands and people back in the day, they would wade between these two islands at low tide. I mean, it's just easy to Aww. get between them two. But since the 70s, this story takes place long before the 70s, but in the 70s, they actually just built a road bridge that crosses the two because it's just super <laughs> what easy. What is this swimming do. nonsense? Yeah. Um, the most populous area of Ofu, so Ofu is the west island and Olosega is the east island. The most populous area of Ofu is on the opposite side of the island from where they touch. And on Olosega, it's on the closest side where they touch. The combined landmass of both of these islands is only five square miles. Wow. You could walk around all of this in You no know, time. it's so small, I still wouldn't walk it. <laughs> and apparently these people don't much either. I'm <laughs> My not, people. I'm not joking when I say this because when I Google mapped in there, there's a lot of cars and roads and there's no people. <laughs> so, Oh, really? Oh, man. So the population for both of these islands is only about roughly 500. And it looks like it might not even be that. And the reason I'm saying is if you look at these satellite views and you get really close, there just aren't that many houses and mm. there aren't that many buildings. And one of the YouTube videos I looked at, she said that they have more houses than people and they do not have 500 houses. They don't even look like they have 100 houses. Weird. So it, when I say there aren't many people here, there aren't many people here. And most of the island you can't actually live on. You can only live on the coast because it's a giant uh, it's a giant mountain that comes out of the ocean and it's mostly covered in forest. So you can't live on most of it. So is it is it like an inactive volcan- volcanic? Uh, and is, as far is as it, I know, there's no lava going there's on. There's no... Not okay. at the moment. So now that we've got the geography, imagine these two tiny islands and they 
barely t- they almost touch in these two narrow points and where the people live are pretty far from each other and where okay. they touch is kind of in the middle so let's get to the creepy stuff in 1923, the Public Health Department of American Samoa decided to build a medical pharmacy. The story referred to it as a dispensary, which I think is kind of just an old, antiquated term nowadays. Dispensary means something a little different in America. Ooh, scandalous. But at the time, it was totally just, it was for medical help and everything. Sure. So they decided they were going to put the building in an area called Toaga which is an area on the southeastern beach of Ofu. So, like I said, these two islands, their narrow ends pointed towards each other and almost touched. So this is on a narrow end of Ofu, which is very far from the settlement of Ofu and the settlement on Olosega. I mean, as far as you can be on a five square mile islands. Yeah. But it, but no one lives in this area at all. It's a okay. very long and beautiful beach. So they decided they were going to put it there because it was close to where the two islands met and it was about halfway between the two villages so that both villages sure. could get equal equally easy to access areas but as soon as they decided this the people on both islands immediately protested they were furious for the pharmacy from where they wanted to put it they wanted a pharmacy oh so they wanted one probably closer to their own village nope. not further at all. away nope that has nothing to do with that okay i'm i'm out of space see this beach this gorgeous beach. And I know you people can't see it at home, but I think I'm going to have a, this, a similar picture on our um, on our social media. I'm showing her what the beach looks like. There's the bottom picture. Ooh. It is it is gorgeous tropical beach. I mean, this is where people spend... This lo- looks like the paradise. Right. Like, you thousands know, the, and thousands and thousands of dollars to just stay there for a weekend with crystal clear water, beautiful green everywhere, and there's nobody there. Let's just go there. But there's nobody there for okay. a reason. <laughs> Let's go there anyway. All right. So this beach, this beautiful beach is believed to be haunted by the people of both islands. This beach. Okay. They believe that, according to an article I read on the Lonely Planet, devilish I2 reside in the forest area right up against the beach. And I2 is spirits and ghosts, according to Samoan. Uh, is that the translation, or is it just the name? That, I mean, like, as in that's the name specific... they use to refer to them. Oh, okay. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna delve right into I2 because apparently it's not limited to just Samoan culture. This oh, is something okay. around all Polynesian cultures. So it goes down all the way to New Zealand with the Maori, and apparently even exists as far up as Hawaii. So there's a lot of and there's variations on what it means. So how do you spell it? Just... A I T U I2. Oh man, that's so not how I spelled it in my head. So. It is common in both Samoan culture and other Polynesian cultures. They mean slightly different things depending on which area you are talking about, however. The Tonga consider them lesser gods, and the people of the Cook Islands use Aitu to refer to ancient tribes. In Maori mythology, Aitu means demons and can sometimes be referred to, uh, be used to refer to illnesses, sicknesses. Mm. But in Samoa, they are ghosts. And they are a common and respected aspect of Samoan culture. This is not like a something only a few people have heard of. This is ingrained and it is a very well-known part of Samoan culture. It is taken very seriously. Supernatural, upsetting, and terrifying experiences are often associated with the Aitu in Samoan mm. culture. They are often considered malevolent. Awesome. So they're angry. All right, so the people of these islands warn the employers never to go to Toaga area at night 
or at high noon, like the middle of the day. How weird is that? Usually we're used to scary stuff being at night. Oh, yeah. But this is one of those weird things. They don't go in the middle of the day. Like high noon's a bad time. Hey, is it like have anything to do of where the sun would be centered? Because high noon would be like above, and if it's in the middle of the night, it would be just below. So that's 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 actually an amazing question. And as much research as I tried to do on this, it is not that covered. It's really oh, weird. Okay. So um, I don't actually know. But this particular area of the beach is believed that they're not just I2 there. They are very dangerous I2 that live there. So mm. it's very... So another part, you know, not to get too far into geography again uh, here. All right. So I've shown Lily some pictures so she can help make sure I'm explaining this well to you guys. So this very long beach, which takes up a significant portion of this island... They believe that the forested area that goes up against the beach is completely haunted. Yet they've also established a road just inland from the beach. So it's this small strip of forest that is probably... So the way I described it, because I'm looking at the picture just to make sure. So there's water, mm-hmm. beach, a strip of the forest. Thick forest. Thick forest. And then a road... And then the rest of the forest. Going up the mountain, yeah. Right, okay. And this is very thick forest, and I would say that the forest thickness between the road and the beach would be like a wide American highway. Maybe. Okay. That is where these spirits are believed to be. It seems so weird. On the small strip, like between the road and the, the beach. The small strip. And that's why it's so weird to hmm. me, because you're like, wow, this is such a small area, but the island's really small, too. And it's so gobsmacking to think that this whole island, they picked such a massive area of it. I know they didn't pick it, but, you know, there's a whole area of it that they think is haunted. I mean, how how terrible is that to lose so much of your landmass because you're scared this area yeah. is haunted? So what if, in theory, like I park, park my car on the road and then run my ass off to the beach, would I still be haunted at the beach or is it just while I'm running? I don't know. But the one thing I can <laughs> tell you with how thick that forest strip is, you can't run through that. Oh, okay. So it's, it's that bad. It's really thick. You can't even see through it. So if you Google, if you Google map drop on the road, you can't even see the water. Oh, wow. It's pure That's thick. Cool. It's which is pretty amazing. It's creepy jungle. I mean, we're talking. Looks like a jungle. Like it's right. it's crazy, but it's not that thick. You'd have to keep telling yourself, "I can get through this," and you will in like ten seconds. But it doesn't look like it. It does not seem like you could really. So getting back to where they wanted to set up this medical dispensary, you know, the people, the islands were warning, warning these people wanting to build it. Don't go into this area at night or at high noon. Dangerous, dangerous spirits are there. Well, the dispensary was built anyway. Big surprise. <laughs> They're surprise. like, I don't care. I'm going to do it. Yeah. This was built around 1923. I don't have a specific date for it, but I'm assuming, you know, probably late 1923 because of what follows. After they built it, people of the island refused to visit it because it was in such a bad area. They, oh, they, man. I mean, when you so have... the whole purpose of it. Yeah, I when mean, you when you won't go get medical help because you're like, no, it's in a haunted part of the island, you know they really believe this. This is, this is a big deal to them. So it's not like us where we won't go because we'll be in debt. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Money ain't no thing. The bank account will haunt me. So it wasn't long after the dispensary was built that some weird shit started to actually happen. Of course. So Tell in 1924, me. one of the pharmacist's friends, and they did what, describe... What was it? I'm sorry. I was like... It's in 1924. 1924. Okay. Which is why I assume it was built in late 23, because this this dispensary wasn't supposed to be, you know, this wasn't much long after it was built. Mm. 
1924, one of the pharmacist's friends, and the art, the, the original story said pharmacist's friends, but he was working at the pharmacy. So I figured that would make him a pharmacist, but they were very specific to say, phar- they said pharmacist's mate. Mate. Yeah, okay. they said the pharmacist's mate was, uh, who was working heard a knocking on the door, but whenever he answered, no one was there. The knocking persisted for many nights for quite a while. So my first reaction is, oh, it's probably pranks. It's probably like kids in the area or or people who are mad that the pharmacy is there trying to piss off. Trying to scare them away. Makes total sense. You know, like if it keeps happening, like, oh, yeah, they're knocking and hiding, ding dong ditching like something fierce. Island ding dong ditch. (laughs) Anyway, um, but then one day it stopped being a prank because he (gasps) opened the door and he saw an apparition of a decapitated man standing there. Ew. Yeah, I wish he got into more detail. I didn't know if he just stood there and stared at it, or <laughs> if it walked away, or if it slowly faded away. Well, they couldn't away. lock eyes, so he was just standing there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have no idea if he's staring you down or not. Yeah. But apparently he saw a decapitated man. So he's pretty upset. Well, the following day, the pharmacist's wife this time... She was allegedly harassed by unseen people who went noisily through her house and disrupted her furniture. And this happened in broad daylight. Now, once again, I wanted more information. The thing is, was her furniture moving and she couldn't see the people? Like, by unseen, do they mean ghosts? Or did she hear it happening when she went into the room? She saw things were distraught. Once again, I couldn't find more specific information if they were trying to say someone with invisible was moving stuff and she didn't hear them. Or if she just heard them when she went in there. Stuff was asunder, but she had no idea sure. why. But once again, this would suggest that it's either ghosts or people trying to piss off the pharmacist for setting up this stuff there. Yeah. Well, it kept getting weirder because a short while later, the pharmacist's friend and wife, and the, ph- so the pharmacist's friend and the pharmacist's wife, along with some nurses, went to the large settlement on the west end of Ofu. So they, you know, okay. continued down the beach and went up to there. Uh, after they had been in town for a while, the high chief offered to give uh, the pharmacist's friend and pharmacist's wife a ride back to Tuaga in his boat. And I'm assuming... So he, he won't be like, I'm not stepping on this. I think that might have been his reason. He's like, right. I'll be on a boat. I'll be in the water. I'll be okay. But I'm going to bring him back on the boat. And those nurses that had accompanied them, they were going to stay in the village and they were going to come back the next day on foot. And, sure. you know, when you're talking five square miles, that's nothing. That's not... No, no. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, no. Yeah. So this is this takes place late at night, and when they reached the beach, they allegedly witnessed a siva taking place. A siva. Yeah. So I had the same question you did. So assuming okay. I'm pronouncing it correctly, a siva is a Samoan dance ritual. Uh, it's apparently very. It's it's beautiful. I kind of saw a video of one. They look amazing. They look great. But it's not it's not a small thing. It's not like one guy just dancing by himself. Like it's usually it just, usually there's like a fire involved and there's oh, cool. there's multiple people. It's kind of a does big it look to more do. ritualistic or celebratory? Or I would say ritualistic from okay. what I the video I saw. Oh okay. All right. So um, only this wasn't a normal siva, as the people dancing were headless. No. <laughs> Damn it. And not only Where are that, these heads? the headless people were being led by the very nurses they had <gasps> just left behind in the village. Oh my, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So, 
Not long later, the dispensary was demolished. <laughs> Burn it! <laughs> and then it was moved to the more populous area of Ofu Village okay. on the other side of the island. And allegedly, I couldn't find on Google Maps, but you know how Google Maps is. It's not the perfect documentation. You can still see the remains of the old pharmacy, bits of it, not much. Oh, okay. To this day. So, this took place in 1923, 1924. Yeah. In all that time since, the beach is still abandoned. There is Whoa. no one there. People just, they, the belief of the haunting is so strong that people don't want to be there despite, as as she can attest from the picture I showed her, it's one of the most beautiful beaches I've ever seen in my life. This is incredibly difficult I, for me I, to even stay away. I want to go there. I'm looking at it right now and yeah. I'm saying, I don't know. If like, let's just say we ever get into some trouble <laughs> and we're like, let's, let's it's either here. a lifetime in jail or we risk it and go on this island, I'm going to go ahead and risk it. So, so even to this day, People still say, people of the island still say not to travel that area at night or high noon. So even the road that they built? Or yeah, people like... people still travel it, but they make sure not to do it at night or at high noon. So it's like a morning, afternoon wow, kind of thing. that's so specific. Um, yeah, and it's kind of the only way to get from the big cities of each island. So they sure. have to travel that area, but they're very specific about when they do it. I guess it's kind of like if you don't want to think about it, it's like you really have to arrange your schedule the same way you do with traffic, except this way it's like with spirits. You're mm-hmm. like, I really don't want to hit the spirits. I want to get them on the off times. Absolutely. I don't know. Ugh, that's that's creepy. So I'm not going to lie. I am, I've always been interested in visiting America Small. I want to see all the islands. These are two of the smaller islands. Um, these don't even have close to the most populous areas, but I'd like to see them all because you just travel between them. I think either way, it would I, be a beautiful area. I think so. I would absolutely be willing to go to this beach and walk yes! the area. It's um, so hard to get you to like haunted places, but this place is well, so gorgeous. because so far, and I still need to research more on the I2, I don't believe there's any stories of I2 latching onto people and following them. So, oh, that is so a big thing. If you believe yeah. that these exist, and let's say there are malevolent spirits there, they might just be haunting to you, but I don't think you would take So what about those nurses? I mean, they were there. Allegedly, they were there leading headless people. And they were just dancing around, too? Yeah. And it just made me realize how terrible people were at recording stories back then, because I have like 800 questions, and they didn't answer a single one of them. Here's the thing. People are terrible recording things today with their phones, as we've discovered. It's so true. either way, and we it doesn't al- surprise me. I'll say that. And I think we can also establish that, um, at least, at least on the culture within these two islands, um, people not having their heads is kind of a big deal. That is so creepy. So, is there any history to that? Right. Well, let me tell you a little bit of the history of the area. Yay! Okay. So I don't have too much here, but I think that I thought that this was particularly relevant because even though that area is uninhabited, there is a lot of activity that occurs there and it's not from locals. Okay. It's from archaeologists. Uh, so so ma- they report that, that so stuff. American archaeologists are heavy into this area. The beaches of Ofu is one of the most excavated areas in the Polynesian island in- area. What? Okay. So, 
As I mentioned, the area in the following years has become a source of considerable archaeological research. Digs and excavations have brought about remains and artifacts that date back considerably. Mm. An article released in 1990 issue of Archaeology and Oceania suggests that some of these artifacts could be up to 3,700 years before present. A contrasting article published in 2019, which discussed interpretive issues with carbon-14 dating due to the cycles of, quote, nearshore marine and est- estuarian environments, end quote, mm. their model suggested that the dates are more likely around 2,780-ish before present. That's a really long time ago. Yeah. I mean, that's an insanely long time ago. I mean, these are pre-biblical. I mean, these are going back to biblical times and before that, ancient Greece, <laughs> ancient. I mean, this is pretty amazing. No, no, for sure. Yeah. But either way, both papers agree and show continual habitation on this island since. Meaning this island, this Whoa, five, okay. this five mile square two island chain, and there's another small island off to the side, has had people living there for thousands of years continually. That's amazing. And uh, they found everything from ceramics, human-made tools, human remains, and animal bones. And many of the bones found were for birds that, or other animals that no longer exist on Extinct. the island. They're, yeah. Well, they were either, some of them were animals that we do know exist, but they don't exist on the island anymore. Oh, okay. And some seem to be from species that are extinct on the planet. We don't know specifically when they became extinct, but we found the so, remains in a lot of places. question, like the ones that are extinct specifically... Um, were they extinct that were apparently only are found on the island or they're like, oh, these are found in other parts of the I couldn't find information planet, about, but they're extinct. I couldn't find any information on specific animals that were only found on this island. They oh, were okay. either extinct and existed in a lot of places. My guess is it probably did exist in other places, but I just, I get curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one of the other things that is really important to note is that They've been able to, with the kinds of animal remains and tools that they found, they've been able to prove that the whole environment of the islands has Mm -hmm. been changed by humans. That the islands as they exist now are completely different than when the islands came to it. And it was 100, well, not 100%, but significantly influenced by the humans living there. Kind of like how Easter Island is considered a completely different island now because of what humans have done to it. Um, so the reason I thought this was relevant, the whole reason I'm giving that small little history lesson out there and, you know, me and Lily, for those of you that don't know, we're obsessed with archaeology and anthropology. It's what we studied considerably in college. Hence Um, why half my research yesterday was some of the folklore, but was mostly learning about this new culture. I'm like, ooh, tell me more. And like, and then I ended up in Africa, of course, as you do. As you do in anthropology. As you you (laughs) usually end up somewhere in Africa. You end up back. You just got to go back. Um, Anyway. But the reason I think that this is so relevant is, you know, the most shocking thing to me originally was how could these two small islands devote such a massive amount of their land to to something haunted, you'd think that they would just be like, we have to deal with it because, you know, we don't have much space. But Mm. 3,000 years, that's a lot of history. That's so impressive to me. It just makes me now obsessed. I'm going to have to Google drop myself onto this island as soon as this is over. There's one road. And then (laughs) I will, yeah. But I mean, 3,000 years, that's a lot of, that's a lot of, dead ancestors Mm -hmm. that's a lot of stories that's a lot of history and if we are to accept and believe that ghosts exist if you want to go that route because you know me i'm a skeptic but if we're going to play that ghosts and whatnot do exist 
we always talk about how in Europe it's always in places that are so ancient that have had so many people living there, the oldest buildings, the oldest thing. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, 3,000-ish years of human history on such a small area. That's a lot of From history. what we know. It might just be a beach. And yeah. we're, not, we're used to seeing like an old house that's been around for 300 years. Well, this beach has been around a lot longer and people have been on it a really long time. Right. So there's probably a lot going on there. And you're not going to find, I mean, the fact that they're finding remains and artifacts is incredible considering that environments like this with so much water and erosion and everything like this, most remains would be wiped away mm-hmm. pretty regularly. So this is pretty impressive. So the reason I actually got pulled to this was because there's active archaeology going on in the area. That is so cool. Oh, that was pretty neat. So apparently there's a haunted strip of forest on, <laughs> on the most beautiful beach you've ever seen. If there's a way for me to run across, like if there's a clearer path, I'm willing to risk it. I'm like from the road to the beach. It's such a short physical distance, Absolutely. but not so much a physical ability to uh, run through, I should say. Yeah, and unfortunately, since there's no pharmacy there now, I don't know where I'm supposed to get my sunblock, but... <laughs> you, you bring it with you. I'll just burn like a crisp. Yeah, <laughs> it's worth it. How beautiful this looks, totally worth it. Totally worth it. Cool, but so is is that the uh, end of your... Not quite. The, Today's ooh. special, I have a bonus super tiny story. Um, because while I was researching tropical terrors, <laughs> I spent a lot of time... Um, uh, looking into Hawaii only because a friend of ours is talking about possibly having her wedding in Hawaii. So we know at some point in the future we may go there. And so I was like, well, let's see all the cool stuff we could see, which obviously meant haunted locations. Obviously. So, um, all right. So once again, repeating that I'm not very good at pronouncing some of these words. I'm going to do my best. Um, so this is Ghosts of Hamaku Apoko. It's an old abandoned high school in Maui. Ooh. I love some abandoned buildings. Who doesn't? And it's allegedly haunted by spirits dating back to its missionary and sugarcane plantation days. So before it was even a high school. Okay. Um, So today, most of this high school has been torn down. But there are still things that remain in the area. And it's quite... Gorgeous and a little bit terrifying. I see pictures. I'm going to show her the pictures. Okay, I will hopefully see. have some sort of picture on our social media. Ooh, it's very pretty. Yeah. Um, but you can see how it's just a husk of what it used to husk. be. Just a husk. Yeah, it's really cool. It's, it's old it, world, though. It's very old world, yeah. So it was, uh, this high school was built in 1913, but eventually the high school was relocated in 1972. So, you know, that means it had like, 60-ish years of functioning. Mm. Um, For a short time after, it was turned into a rehab center, which, you know... Oh, okay. Yeah, the minute your property gets uh, redefined for something like that, you're like, okay, the horror stories are going to be on. A rehab center, a mental hospital place to treat oh, yeah. leprosy. These are all... Where you, uh, where you, like, throw people who are dying. Yes. Exactly. Um... But in the years that followed that, it has just fallen into ruins. And even at one point after it had been abandoned, a giant fire ran through and destroyed a considerable portion of it, particularly the administration building. Of course. So could this have been arson? Probably. But could it also have been sinister? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I'm choosing sinister. So um, according to my readings, it's a pretty strong belief in Hawaii that the souls and spirits of the departed will return to familiar areas from their life. 
Which includes areas that may now be abandoned. Which that's just not may, yeah. a bad theory. I mean, that's a common one. Yeah, so you know? this high school, the idea is that all these people who are now, you know, who went to high school in 1913 or whatnot, yeah. was it, you know, if they pass away, they might, maliciously or not, is irrelevant. They might, you know, want to go back to their high school days and boom, they're in this abandoned area in Maui. I've known a few people where I think that's where they'd end up back. Be like, we have a few friends. I had a who... really good time. Why not? Let's do this. Have a party. <laughs> high school was awesome. Rock on. If I end up there, then I know I went to the dark place. I'm like, this is where you're taking me back right now. People, people who live in my old college houses will know I'm there because when no one's paying attention, the, good times. The, the red solo cups will start shaking. <laughs> He's playing beer pong. Shay's in anticipation to drink your beer. <laughs> um, so uh, the big stories that have occurred for people who visit this area now mm. is something known as choking ghosts. Okay. So I was just like, oh, a ghost that chokes you. But apparently choking ghosts are kind of a recurring thing in a lot of beliefs, but particularly in... Hawaii and in other parts of Polynesian folklore, the idea that there are ghosts that are choking you. And okay. not sometimes it's when you're sleeping, sometimes it's when you're just there. We're going back to the boo hag here. Yeah, it's choking. I don't know. This whole like unable to breathe thing is uh, very common. But this doesn't seem to be something on your chest, it's not riding you dirty. <laughs> <laughs> This is supposed now to be Now like, I know where that song comes from. But but they do say, sometimes people describe the choking ghost, I guess they do say, as a feeling of being crushed. So maybe they are being Bam, by, I told you. by a boo hag. Boo hags, man, they're at it. Now, there are, there are some stories with absolutely no background facts or information, just some people are saying this, um, that the choking ghosts have a habit of attacking people who either were ditchers people who played hooky back in the day Uh or teenagers who are currently ditching and go there during the day as kind of like a fun thing to do when you're ditching class okay so apparently it's stronger for people who have either history of or are currently actively ditching that sounds like a good story that parents or teachers would tell students like you might get choked out by a ghost (laughs) i I ditch a class and i get choked i don't think that fits the crime but fine And then the other commonly reported haunting at this school is allegedly there's this old boarded up restroom and you can hear a girl crying inside. Okay. No one's elaborating more than that. Are you sure it's not me? Because that happened. <laughs> well, I immediately I immediately pictured that um, that tiny little girl from Harry Potter. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not super familiar with Harry uh, Potter, oh, but yeah. I know a oh, lot of you listening are. Uh, Myrtle, uh, I think, was her name? I didn't. Re- I don't remember. I read the first yeah, two she books. Was, she and... was the ghost that was very sad, and then she ended up helping them out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I immediately pictured, uh, I picture her exact voice, I can see that actress. Olivia just completely, like, wanting to choke us. I know. <laughs> How do you not How do you know? not know? Yeah, but um, I pictured that girl and that voice because of Harry Potter. But that girl, she also did a character in Doctor Who. Oh, um, yes. She was uh, one of the investigators. It was, like, the episode that he wasn't even really in. Yeah, where they all get absorbed into the Absorbalov thing. Into the concrete. <laughs> yeah, in her case. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh... I do think if I heard a girl crying outside of a in in ruins, I would be creeped out. But I also would be like, we got to find this girl and help her out. Because what if it's like a little girl who just got lost here? Right. I think your mind is more 
realistic, you know. Yeah, at first, it might be fear, but at second, it's like, but if I go home because I'm scared, there could be a little girl who dies. There. I think like, if it's, I think if it's at night, I'd be more scared. But if it's during the day, I'd be like, wow, there's someone crying. Maybe they need our help. I don't know. Exactly. Um, but that one seems to be. I can't tell if that one's just regularly reported by something that people experience, or if just the few stories that come out of this high school, that one is just repeated. Like it was told once and it keeps getting repeated. And then everyone tell. keeps like everyone passing down that. Exactly. Yeah. So allegedly that seems to be Classic. The, the only thing that happens there. I read I read a blog for some from some people who do paranormal uh, investigation, like amateur. You're not talking about stuff that's on TV. Uh, amateur paranormal investigation. They do a lot of stuff in Hawaii because I think they're based out of Hawaii, but they've done stuff throughout the U.S. That's cool. Um, they went to a lot of sites, and when they went to this place at night, they didn't feel anything. So they think it feels fine. Okay. Um, and when See, I, I already like them. They're not faking anything. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I just feel like they're there to really figure it out. They didn't feel much in most of their places in Hawaii. They started feeling stuff in, funny that you mentioned the Boohag, it, it was like South Carolina. Not it joke. was not. Yeah, they did some in Alabama and like yes. South Carolina. They hit a couple things, but um, and 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 hopefully I'll post a picture. Maybe it'll be in our preview image or something to show you what this uh, high school looks like. But it's actually the ruins are quite gorgeous. I could imagine walking through these. It looks amazing at sunset and really enjoying it. So not at high noon though. I mean, how cool are these? these tropical terrors because we're talking about places that are paradise for many of us including me you know i grew up in the desert so being near water is already a plus but we're talking beautiful lush green areas islands and all those cliches of that tropical music that isn't actually played everywhere there except for (laughs) tourist locations but in my mind it's there and it's probably where we'll end up no exactly so um, but it's pretty fun. Like, this is totally one of those sites I have to see if we're ever in, in Hawaii. We absolutely so, will. So, all right. So that that's the end of the bonus story. I had two for you today. They're short and they're, you know, they're not grounded in, in facts and data like my UFO stories. But I think every now and then we need to experience some horror in a beach-like atmosphere. In a beautiful area. <laughs> right? Versus right? mine are like in swamps or in this dilapidated building. But whatever. And our name things like booby hag. <laughs> Boob hag. Hey, you had choking ghosts in your story. I don't. Yeah, wanna, but they're not. Called I don't the, want to hear. They're it. not called like the the choke on this ghost or something. Oh, but they're called the choking ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what they do. It's their job, <laughs> not their name. And the boo hag booze. <laughs> so that's what I got for today. Two. Count it. Two. two. Tropical terrors. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine a little tiki guy eating stuff. You know, it was a lot easier to imagine when your hands were actually up in the air in claw form. You're like, rawr, 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 rawr. Yeah, you couldn't see it at home, but trust me, it looked it looked fierce. I was very scared. <laughs> <laughs> very scared. Oh, man. So those are the stories we have for you today, guys. We are so glad you tuned in. And I'm really excited about next episode because we're going to bring in all the Christmas horror stories and start getting ready. Oh, I got one for you. Yeah, we got it. We got to hit Christmas hard this year because our Christmas last year, we were a bit fish out of water. We were... We did a beachy-themed tropical Christmas in England with our <laughs> their good friends, Lisa and Jacob. And it was an absolute blast, but it definitely felt atypical to Christmas. For sure. And we're kind of excited to be home near family. Near, and, but not quite there. Yeah, with our trees set up and doing all that stuff. So yeah. now we're going to jump into all the scary stuff. We're talking presents filled with dead bodies. I don't know if that's true. I just 
just think of you the are stuff that's you creepy. are putting out teasers that I can't uh, I can't fulfill. Happen, but just think about it because it's scary. <laughs> And be so, um, but just so you guys know, if this is your first episode listening, we are streaming on a lot of platforms. We've got Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Captivate RSS feed, and we also do YouTube as well. The YouTube sometimes is a couple hours later than the others because uploads just a little slower, but it's still just as good to listen to. I totally dig listening to podcasts on YouTube myself. So, uh, yes. do you have anything else to say to our loyal listeners? I do, actually. Um, yes, uh, we have an email address, hotwpodcast at gmail.com. If you guys have any stories that you want us to share or, uh, you know, like anything that happened to you, maybe we'll put that at the end of an episode. Or if you're desperate to hear us ruin any of your favorite kinds of stories, yeah, if you're just like, tell us. Wow, I really want to hear about Bigfoot. You know what? Two people can do it. These guys. It'll be awful. It'll be great. Yeah, no, just let us know. Which Bigfoot will happen at some point. Not right now. Not tomorrow. Not in the next few weeks. But I have a plan for it. I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah. I'm going to be rolling my eyes the whole The entire time. And then I will... I will definitely dazzle you with my storytelling. So don't worry. You'll still be uh, enchanted. For sure. Absolutely. So, yes, that is the end of our episode. Episode seven, done. Episode, the most epic number seven episode done. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's so much better than our other episode (laughs) sevens that you'll never hear. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the only seven we'll have. Exactly. What about 17? Well, but that's one seven. That's different. (laughs) That's not the seven. They're not the same. It's like second seven. Yes, it's (laughs) second seven. Ew. (laughs) We're, for some reason, I'm feeling we're going to make it a thing. Every time seven is Every in our time name, it's seven now. It's... And if, if we ever make it to episode 70, <sighs> if we ever make it to the <laughs> 70s, that's going to be a rough 10 episodes. 700. We'll be how old? Wow. I don't want to think about it. Um, yeah. I think the world's going to end before we make it to 700. <laughs> I'm so, so optimistic. <laughs> uh, anyway, that is the end of our episode. And I really hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had some drinks. And like we always say, that the best cure for a hangover is fear. And also, you can't find a party, make a party. (laughs) Bye, guys. Later.